Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I am Kelly. We're coming hot and piping, steaming hot off the heels of a Nintendo Direct. So our energy is very interesting today. But we'll save that for the end because that's the exciting crap. I think instead we have some other news to get into. Do you want to start, Kelly? Do you think we should start the podcast? I do believe that we should start the podcast. Speaking of Nintendo, Nintendo, as well as their buddies, Sony and Microsoft, will reportedly not be taking part in E3 2023. This comes pretty uh, recently after we heard that Microsoft is planning a digital event at that time, but now we know that if this report is to be believed, which I think it is pretty corroborated, they will not be doing any digital event with E3 branding, and the other two will also not have any presence. Womp womp. I really thought this was going to be the year where E3 like made it or break broke it. They were going to make it or break it, as some might say. Some might say that. Some might say they're breaking it. Yeah, I mean, if those three aren't there, E3 is... There's no more E3. <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting. We'll see kind of what happens. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's not, not like so this... sure. I mean, those all all those companies are able to do their own thing. And also, I feel like there's one central event that kind of does it better now. Maybe didn't used to, but now maybe does. Yes. Uh, Summer Games Fest this year is happening, and it is uh. happening on June 8th confirmed so that will kind of be a replacement e3 as summer games fest is able to bring in a certain group i would say not nintendo but i mean that's they could have a thing there yeah who knows who knows i feel like i don't think we're gonna see a nintendo direct in june so I don't think they really need to show up. So maybe they'll just have like one or two, th- maybe a Pikmin trailer or something like that. Because what else would they really need to bring in the summer? Right. I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because like we have a lot of Nintendo discussion to have later. So I'll just save, I'll just stop talking. Oh, wow. I'll just move on to the next story, I should say. <laughs> I'll just stop talking on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I know you have a PSVR 2 pre-ordered, right? Yeah, you know me. I'm Mr. Moneybags over here. Yeah, and one who can play VR and not feel sick. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently not many people are interested in PlayStation VR 2, though, because reportedly due to the lackluster pre-order numbers, Sony has cut the amount that they produced on launch from $2 million to $1 million. It's a pretty substantial cut. Um, I mean, that's literally 50%, so that's not good for them, if true. Um, I'm entirely unsurprised, though. This is a super niche device with an incredibly high price tag, and nothing... It doesn't have anything to play on it besides, like, Horizon. Everything else could be played on, like, a Quest 2, which costs even less and doesn't need a PS5. Yeah, it, it, it is a little bit odd that they even made a lot of stock in the first place. I, I don't know if they were just like trying to learn from their mistakes with the uh, PS5, but uh, there were no mistakes to be made here other than doing too much, which they did. Um, apparently. Apparently. Um, Sorry if you're devastated. I, you know, I was really looking forward to getting a crazy motion sickness. Um to to spending like five hundred dollars to getting a crazy motion sickness. Um, so you don't want to spend five hundred dollars on top of the five hundred you spent for PlayStation Five to um, get sick. Yeah, if you can believe it. Uh, in other news, and uh, not so great news for uh, Jedi Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order fans. Those, those words flowed really nicely. Yeah, that was kind of hard for me to say. Uh, the sequel, uh, Jedi Survivor, has been delayed uh, six weeks to April 28th. Um, no! Which is kind of interesting. Probably just bug fixes and stuff like that. 
Um, maybe I'm, they found some game-breaking bugs and they were like, hold on, hold on. Uh, but yeah. I'm torn to pieces. I'm Are absolutely you devastated? gutted. Gutted. Wow, gutted. gutted. I'm a very... absolutely gutted. He's been playing too much Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so... I haven't played British Xenoblade now. Chronicles 3 since, like, August. Well, then why are you speaking a British accent? Because I think gutted is a very British thing to say. Well, you are the one who said gutted in the first place. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I don't care. I mean, I'm probably going to play this game, but I'm not going to play it launch day anyway, so... Bye. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah. I am no stranger to games getting delayed like a month before they're like two months. Yeah. I guess month. that's the issue is it's very close to being released. It's like six weeks from now and it got delayed another six weeks. So if you were like real excited and you're in the home stretch and then it's like, actually, it's twice the wait. Right. That'd be frustrating. Yeah. But this month, this year is flying by so quickly. I'm like, April will be here in no time flat. That's true. So. And uh, if you need to entertain yourself between now and the summer, you can play some Knockout City. This is that dodgeball game that was released by EA. Very fun to play. I played it. I don't know if we had the podcast yet, did we, when I played it? When did it come out? Mm, That's a good question. I guess I could have just looked that up. I feel like I remember you talking about it, but... Maybe that yeah. was just a conversation between us, not the podcast. I, I'm not 100% sure. It came out in May of 21, so we would it would have just been fresh out when like our podcast just started. So I probably talked about it in the opening episodes. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of sad, because that would be like right when our podcast started, and now won't get to play it anymore, because it's shutting down in June. No! 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 I mean, no! that, our podcast is a perfect reference point then for how old this this game's only two years old. It will shut up, shut down shortly after its second anniversary. That's really sad. It's yeah. a really fun game and really well designed. Yeah. I hate I think, online only. Yeah. It's just hard because you have to like spend money to maintain the servers. And then it's like if you don't have enough people playing, then it's just... It's like a site. It's like a. It's like a spiral because if not enough people are playing, then people have to wait a really long time to play, and then people who have to wait a long time are turned away from the game. So there's less and less players. It just builds and builds on itself. I just uh, feel like EA got so much money. If they really want to fund this like small independent project, do it. Commit for more than you know twenty four months. I know I'm just being petty, but I don't like it. No, you're right. Anyway. You're right to be petty. Sorry to get so heated about that. That's okay, because I have some good news for you that might cheer you up a little bit Okay. after that sad news, and that is that the Last of Us series on HBO has once again grown from episode <sighs> three to episode four. Or no, I'm sorry. The Last of... No, episode two <laughs> to episode three has yeah. grown. We hadn't heard about this when episode, like we had watched, you had watched episode three before the last episode came out, but this news hadn't come out till after the episode aired, our episode right. aired. Right. And I'm assuming we're going to hear this news again next week, so. I'm pretty sure I did see that viewership grew between three and four as well, so. Yeah, it's probably just going to keep going. I mean, my mom's watching it, so. Yeah, I think it's really hit its stride with um, main audiences and... I think that it also releasing early this week uh, oh, to yeah. avoid the Super Bowl taking over will also be a great benefit for it. Even though it's a Friday night, I think enough people will still tune in. I will be watching it Friday night. I mean, how long does that window count? Is it just the 24 hours or is it literally that night? They have, That's what they count for the premiere. I think it's that night. Okay. I'm not sure how HBO does it. So they could always just be saying 24 hours, uh, which I think would definitely help sort of fluff up their number a little bit because people might hear about it like after the show premieres and say, oh, I'm going to watch the episode now. And that would still count to be like viewership up. But people who watch the morning after and stuff. Yeah, but I'm not really sure. Can you hear her? Yeah. Cookie. I love it. She doesn't even care, dude. Look at her. 
It's her house. She'll ruin. She'll break into the podcast if she wants. Should I kick her out? No, she's. Well, I'll tell you if she starts making noise again. But right now, like she's part of the podcast. I'm leaving this in because it's talking games with Cookie and Andrew. Cookie, you're in the podcast. Talking games with Cookie and Andrew. Yeah, you're famous now. Bless her little tiny itty bitty small very tiny heart. It's like this big, and it's... you know how big her brain is. It's like this big. Because you can't see what she's doing, audience, I'm just going to tell you, Kelly's being really nice and describing her cat as having a giant brain. <laughs> um, anyway, Kelly, what would you think of... So, okay, I'm not even going to ask you. First, I'm going to say that I watched episode three. I'm going to be very quick because you already talked about it and your, your opinions were very good last week. Like you covered really basically everything I would say. But boy, oh boy, that was one of the most nuanced and beautiful episodes of television I've ever seen. And it's one of my favorite short films ever because it's basically like episode three was basically a short film contained in that series. And I really adored what I watched. So um, I echo what Kelly said. Um, I sobbed for about 15 straight minutes. That's not an exaggeration. Um, it was great. I loved it. But Kelly, what do you think about the new episode that just came out? Episode four. I enjoyed episode four. It's obviously a shift in tone from episode three yeah um but i think that this episode is vital for a lot of reasons i'm not gonna get into spoilers for it so i won't get too detailed but there are a lot of moments that really felt right to me in the context of the games i also enjoyed the way that they expanded on certain things in the game um tommy's voice actors in this episode did you like that yeah Okay. I thought it was fine. I was just really distracted when that happened. I was like, "It hmm. sounds like you don't." I actually didn't know it was him until after the episode, so oh, maybe that's the why. The second I me. heard him talk, I was like, "That's Tommy. Why is Tom? That's not Tommy. Ta- that's Tommy, but that's not Tommy." It didn't bother me as much. Like I said, that's because I didn't know. But I think that it was a nice touch for people who are fans of the game and are enjoying these little cameos here and there. Um, oh yeah, it's subtle. And I like the characters that they introduced. I thought the ending was great. Um, I'm really nervous for, I guess it would be this week's episode. um, Because I think it'll be really rough for me emotionally. But that's okay. uh, Because they all are. So. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I thought this was going to be a rough episode. And it honestly wasn't bad at all. It was kind of just like a fun little adventure episode. Which I thought. Now that I've seen it, I realized we really needed a fun little adventure episode because Joel and Ellie's relationship hadn't really, you know, started to bud yet. And I feel like Ellie's character hadn't even started to really grow. And this episode was huge for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anyway, I am looking, I'm particularly looking forward to the episode that I'm going to hate that comes out this Friday. Yeah, I'm like really nervous, honestly. I have a lot of feelings about it. All bad? Well, when I first experienced that section in the game, I will never forget the way that it made me feel. And I am very anxious about the way it is going to make me feel again. So, Would you say it made you feel bad? Yeah. Bad, sad, devastated, heart-clenching, stomach-dropping. See, I feel like... The thing for me is that the Bill section, the episode three story, made me feel more harshly, not necessarily negatively, but more harshly than any of the original game did. So I worry that if they're going to in, in like, what's the word, improve every story to that degree, I really don't want to watch this next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But I'll give it a try, of course. I'm going to watch the whole series. It's beautiful, and, like, I'm really starting to feel it. Um, I don't really have any new thoughts besides, like, it hasn't changed a lot from previous episodes. So. Um, do you want to get back into video games, though? Yeah, I do. Kelly's being mean to her cat again. <laughs> People are going to think I'm, like, hurting her. I'm just flipping her off. I'm just psychologically manipulating her. <laughs> How am I so- I'm just flipping her off. She doesn't even know what that means. She's a cat. Kelly, you're undermining her intelligence again. 
Well, maybe you should see how she acts in the mornings. Uh, I know. Mine acts terrible, too, so. (laughs) Uh, Kelly, the Nintendo Switch has officially passed 122 million units, which means it is now a better-selling console than both the Nintendo Game Boy and the PlayStation 4. This is, um, I don't know. I don't have anything to say. Let's just use this as a transition, Kelly. Today, today, as of time of recording at 5 p.m. on February 8th, we had a Nintendo Direct. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Kelly and I saw each other in, in person on Saturday. A rare occurrence. We see each other every week, but rarely do we get to be near each other physically so I can hit her. I don't hate oh. Kelly. I would never hate Kelly unless she said something really mean about like Kingdom Hearts or something. Yeah. And then I would not. I also wouldn't hit her. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was I thought you were just making a bit. I didn't realize oh, no. you were choking on your own gases. I was just hiccuping. Uh, Kelly, I we were in person on Saturday. And I was like, Kelly, I feel like we should do Wednesday. I think there's going to be a direct. I just sense it in my bones. Let's do Wednesday. And then it happened. That's there's nothing really that happened. interesting. Lo and behold. But listen to this. Mm-hmm. We were still gonna do it on Monday. And then I said, Hey, can we do it tomorrow? Because I don't feel good. And then boom, bam, bop. Double worked out. Double worked out. It was like if we had done it Monday, imagine how mad we would have been. When it came out to well, I guess it would have come out before the announcement at least, but then we would have had to wait a week to talk about it, and that's the part that bugs me. I know. It was I, serendipitous. I like talking about it as quickly after as possible. And right now we're literally like it ended an hour ago and we're talking about it already. We're talking games. We're talking Nintendo games. Let's get right into it, Kelly. The show kicked off with a quite extensive trailer for the new release, Pikmin 4, and a confirmation of a release date that personally surprised me greatly, July 21st. Um, The game looks fantastic. It looks very Pikmin-y. I was kind of worried there might be some stupid gimmicks, but it doesn't have that. It just looks to be a new Pikmin, with the major gimmick being uh, animal friends, perhaps. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this trailer. If you're a fan of the series, there's like a ton of new stuff. There's an ice Pikmin that looks really interesting. There's a disgusting, gigantic worm bulb lord, which Kelly was about to like throw up when she saw. I don't um, like worms. There might be four captains. I'm not entirely clear. Um, the dog the dog companion looks incredibly cool and like a really nice addition. I'm really stoked for this game. Um, I'm going to have to watch this trailer like four or five more times. I was getting home from work the second it started, so I didn't miss anything, but it was hard to like perceive what I was seeing. Um, I'm real pumped. for This game looks really, really nice. Uh, that release date is way sooner than I expected, personally. I thought it was going to be like a holiday title. Did, I don't know. Did, did, so did you we have do, a, hmm? did, I was going to say, did we do predictions? And if so, what did we each agree that Pikmin 4 was going to be? We both thought it was going to be like uh, October-ish, I think. I think, we, I think you said September, or, and I said like October. Hmm. Which makes me... Okay, I'm just going to get into it because, you know, it's huge. This Direct is quaint. There's not a ton of huge stuff, and it's mostly things we knew about being expanded upon. I wouldn't say it was terrible, especially because I knew it was going to be quaint. Um, The thing for me is, like, after Pikmin comes out in July, they don't have anything. They don't have anything. Everything that got announced today that is major is out in the first half of this year. I think the Switch 2 is coming. And I know I, I've said that before. I said it a lot in the past few weeks. But, like, I think that the successor must be, like, early next year. And that's why even this holiday looks light. What else could this mean? Do you agree? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know if it if there is a Switch 2. I just don't really know, like... Would it really come out next year? I mean, March would be seven years. 
which I wouldn't have necessarily instantly assumed meant a new Switch. But the release schedule being like, think about it. The the biggest game coming out this year, Tears of the Kingdom, is a 2022 game that got delayed. Yeah, but my so, thinking is is that they're not going to have something huge to launch the Switch 2 with. They're not going to have another Zelda game. They probably... They could have another Mario. Have, I, I Odyssey just, came out in 2017. You know? I just don't foresee there being... I don't know. I might be wrong. I just don't... I don't know. Because new Switch means new Mario Kart, new Smash Brothers. I mean, but that, I just I think don't, I feel like that fluffs out the first, like, three years, though. You know? Yeah, I just don't know what the big launch would be. Unless it was a Mario game, which would be a big deal. Like, Odyssey 2 or whatever. But... I don't know. I feel like the their best bet would have been to release Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom with Switch the second the, whatever the next console is. I know we're calling it Switch 2, but whatever it happens to be, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe we might hear whispers of it, but I honestly don't think it's it would come out like spring. I think it would come out towards the end of next year. Maybe. Part of me just has this gut feeling that it's coming out in March of 24 with a new 3D Mario game, a couple little titles along the way, um, and then a Mario Kart 9 holiday release. That's just my feeling for 2024. But that's, I, I was like on the fence, but this direct being so quaint makes me feel like they've had such a powerful past few years and like their directs have usually been packed with like big teases for things coming. And the big things from this direct looked awesome, but they're all soon. And like, there were no, there weren't even teases of things in the future besides some like third party cool stuff. So, um, I guess we should just chug along and we'll probably circle back to this conversation near the end once we've covered everything. But we also saw a gameplay trailer finally for dead cells return to Castlevania as well as a confirmation of a March 6th release date. Um, this is something I've been really interested in. I'm excited that we finally got to see it and hear it. That's a big thing for me. The music is incredible, and I really love that the music, like the music of the Castlevania series, I think the aesthetic is exactly what I'd expect. It, it looks like Dead Cells with like a Castlevania influence more than it looks like Castlevania. Um, and I'm just excited because Richter and Alucard and Dracula are all here. I don't know how much gonna how much it's gonna cost, but I'm probably gonna play it. It looks really good. I mean, it looks nice and clean and sharp, shiny, shiny. It looks very shiny. Uh, anyway, I'm glad we finally got that release date. So, looking forward to that. Yeah. Um. We also heard about Fire Emblem Engages Waves of DLC. Now, um, we don't talk about it a lot. I mean, we don't talk about leaks that much on this show, but actually all of these characters were leaked. Um, (laughs) So uh, Wave 2 releases, well, by the time you're listening, it'll already be out. And I believe it's uh, like Hector and and then Wave 3 and 4 are like, here, I'll tell you all the characters. Okay. (laughs) Then we can just we can just make it easy. So we've got Hector, um, we have got Soren, and then we've got uh, Camilla, and then we've got Crom and Robin. Crom and Robin. I don't know why it sounded weird in my head when I said it. Uh, it's male Robin, just for those who are wondering, which I think is unfair. And then uh, Veronica from Heroes, which is kind of interesting. And then we got a little sneak peek at the fourth DLC or the fourth wave, which is a story DLC called the Fel Xenolog. So not really sure what's going to be happening in that. I am not particularly interested um, because, well, well, we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, wave two will be out by the time of listening. Wave three comes out a little bit later um, in the future, they said so. <laughs> whatever that means um but this is a uh, kind of exciting i actually do have the expansion pass so i'll probably log in later tonight and uh get me some hector <laughs> and some soren did you have to say it like that 
Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I don't like you getting you some Hector. He's a big he's a big man, okay? He requires a a big statement. Um also, we finally had the Advance Wars uh reboot, whatever it's called, reboot camp. See, I knew it was reboot, but I yeah. didn't know the So this was supposed to come out like last year and uh world circumstances sort of delayed it. Uh, but now Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is coming out April 21st. So it is has a confirmed release date. And hopefully, well, I'm not even going to say anything because I don't want to jinx traumatic world events. So uh, this is exciting. I'm probably not going to play it, but this is great news for Advance Wars fans. I just finally wonder- play the game. I wonder if this extra year, if they did anything, or if they literally just sat there with the the file, waiting. I believe that they probably just sat there. Well, that makes me more confused, because I'm like, well, then why don't you just release it on, like, now? Maybe they think it's too soon still, because it'll be a year since it got delayed. I guess so. That's like a perfect, yeah, it was April of 21, so this is like a perfect year delay. April of 22, sorry. Yeah, so. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Kelly, we saw a trailer for a remaster. One that, I think this might have gotten my loudest reaction in the show, actually. No, it definitely didn't. What As got someone the lo- who was listening. What was louder? Got your second loudest. Probably well, the very last thing we saw in Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, I, I mean- should say very loudest reveal reaction. Mm-hmm. They are releasing a remaster of the sequel to Katamari, We Love Katamari, and they're naming it Reroll Plus Royal Revier. Revier? Is that how you sure. say it? Revier? Sure. I don't know. Do I it look looks French like... to you? Yeah. Reverie. Reverie. Oh, I was reading it stupid. <laughs> Revier? <laughs> You were just trying to add a little spice when there was none there. Stop. I'm doing my best. <laughs> anyway, it comes out June 2nd, not just on Switch, but on everything. So Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam. I'm very excited to play this. I loved the remaster of the original Katamari, and now I'm a big fan of the series, and I've been looking for a means to pay, play the sequel, and this is the perfect way to do it. Um, I was talking a second ago about just releasing a game right after it gets announced. Nintendo did that once in the show. That being with the newly revealed Metroid Prime Remastered. I feel like we've been hearing rumors about this game for 27 years, but it's finally out. It looks um looks a lot better than I would expect. Like it looks really really polished and kind of intense for a Switch. Uh Yeah. I play I loved Metroid Prime 1 when I played it. I think this would be a really cool way to revisit it. They confirmed that it's forty bucks. Um, this is probably news to you, Kelly, because I said it must be sixty. But they said, and like I said, seconds no, ago, it's forty. It's got to be forty. Well, you know, it's Nintendo. Like this is a this looks like a pretty hefty remaster. They did like read it seemingly all of the textures and stuff. So I just assume they charged sixty. But thankfully, it is out today, digitally. Digitally, yeah, it comes out in two weeks physically. So I'll probably wait and pick it up physical. Um, it just looks really impressive to me, and I'm, I'm excited that they're bringing this game back. I obviously would have liked a package with 2 and 3 as well, but, you know, I'll take what I can get, I guess. Um, spoilers, there's no Metroid Prime 4 news. Um, that made me a little more confused. You know yeah. what? Metroid, Metroid Prime 4 is a March 2024 release, and it's a Switch 2 launch title. That's a really interesting statement that you've just made, and I hope that it becomes true. <laughs> I hope you just manifested it through this podcast. I mean, I guess that could be like announced in September for a November December release date, but sure, I don't think if that's, that's going to happen. You think? No, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think, I think that game will probably, if my prediction came true, I think they'll have a big event in January and they'll re-reveal it there, and that'll be, and they'll be like, okay, and it comes out. On Switch 2 in June. Maybe it'll be cross-platform, like on both, but it'll clearly be designed for, you know, the PS PS4. The Switch 2. <laughs> the PS4. I don't know why Damn. I Damn. What year are we in? Sorry, I just swore. 
You got to put the little E on our podcast now. No, no, you can. Yeah, keep that in. We we talked on <laughs> we talked on Saturday and you said a big swear. And I was like, dang, I'm so sad that we can't swear in the podcast. And everyone in the room's like, you're you are allowed. What did I say? The F word. Oh. What did yeah. you think I meant? I don't know. There's a lot of big swear words that I say all the time. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and repeat them on this. Podcast. Whisper one. Whisper one. Let's just we gotta break the mold. I'm not going to do that, Kelly. I won't do it until it's like really like the moment is right. Like I see the release trailer for Dragon Age Four. That's when I'll swear on this podcast. Um. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna be recording live when that comes out. Sure. That's really bold to assume that we will be recording live when that happens to just randomly drop. I don't know. Sometimes they release news on Tuesday afternoons. Okay. We, we record could be on... recording on a Tuesday afternoon. All right. How about we get into the next things that were revealed in the Nintendo Direct today? Yeah, just move today. on. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here. I'm arguing with you about swearing. Yeah. Um... The uh, direct, as part of the direct, they announced that the Game Boy is coming to Switch Online, and if you have the expansion pass, you will also get to experience some Game Boy Advance games. Um, it's a pretty small selection to start, but they plan on adding more. So they say, no Pokemon games. So my eyes are closed. What are you talking Just about? Kidding. Pokemon trading card. That's true. They have Pokemon trading card on the game, the original Game Boy, which, as you can imagine, is probably a really fun experience to play. Um, Rude. Just kidding. It probably is fun in its own way. I don't know. I've never played it. But anyway, this was kind of fun. Would have been cooler to see that uh, the advance was just being was just going to be an original part of it, not the expansion pass. But this is the first thing that has made me interested in the expansion pass, which is crazy. Like, I don't want to play N64 games at all. Um, but I do want to play, like, Minish Cap. And specifically the games that are about to come out, I'd really like to play Metroid Fusion, Fire Emblem, and um, Golden Sun on this service. And those are coming to this, as well as Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Dang, the Game Boy Advance service is freaking loaded. They also got Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. That's how they get you. They say, look at all these games we have for the Game Boy Advance. Why don't they... you go ahead and pay up, Buster? Did you mention Kudu 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 In? No, I did not. Kudu 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 In is coming to it. It's your play yeah. as a bar who goes in circles. Yeah, and you have to avoid obstacles. Um, also, very exciting. A new Professor Layton game was announced. Just a real quick teaser. Nothing too expansive. Um, and then to close out the show, we had potentially what everybody was waiting for. Uh, I know it's what I was waiting for. I know it's probably what Andrew was waiting for. A new Tears of the Kingdom trailer uh, for the new Legend of Zelda game, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, pre-order starts now. So if you're interested... Uh, you can go ahead and pre-order. It is $70, mm. which to me is very, very questionable. Uh, but uh, anyway, they also announced the collector's edition, which seems to have an art book, a statue of some kind, a box. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, not, is there a statue? No, I don't know. Oh, there was like a... The- it's there was a big book, box, right? and I thought maybe there was a statue inside it, but I don't know. You keep um, talking. I'll do research. But anyway, this trailer kind of was a little bit of story, a little bit of gameplay. It was a good mix. Um, Kind of a little bit, maybe less than I was expecting. I was sort of expecting kind of a deep dive, but I don't think it's a bad thing that we got this more extensive trailer. We heard potentially Ganon's voice, who was definitely Matt Mercer. And I would know because I've listened to hours and hours and hours of Matt Mercer's voice uh, DMing. Uh, watch Critical Role if you're interested. Um, I also it's just a nice little plug. plug there, no big deal. Nice um, plug. we also got a little bit of Zelda. We got some music, which was really cool, some backwards music, which kind of harkens back to that first teaser that we saw like two, three years ago. Oh gosh, that was like three years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in June of 2019, and it's now May or February oh, of 2023. Gosh. Oh my gosh, that was like four years ago. Oh, yeah. 
Um, anyway, so obviously we already knew that this game is coming out in May, but... We didn't know there was going to be cars. We didn't know there was going to be cars. There's going to be hoverboards. There's going to be horses, which I bet you were surprised to see a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I... some boblokins. What are they called? I think Zelda's going to die. I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean, they probably want us to think that, so maybe you're right. Right. I do like when Zelda games are a little bit weirder. My favorite Zelda games are Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess, and I would say that they're both kind of, not necessarily dark sheep, but they're a little bit darker in tone. Uh, A lot of people like Twilight Princess and Majora's Mask, so I wouldn't call them dark sheep, but they're they're just just sheep that are dark. They're not like the dark sheep. Yeah, they're just a little bit goth. So if we're getting a goth Zelda game, I'll be very excited. I think we are. It looks pretty intense. Yeah. So overall, that was the direct. It wasn't the most exciting. Um, I won't say it was bad either, but I probably could have skipped it and been fine. Um, But then you wouldn't have had a fun experience of hearing me scream about Katamari. That's true. I did get to see Andrew react to both Katamari and Zelda, which was very fun. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. The thing for me is, like, I think Zelda looks perfect. I kind of expected a deep dive, but I'm okay if I don't get one. I'm going to play it day one, like, for sure. Yeah. There, I don't need sold on it. So part of me is like, you know what? Maybe just, like, a tease like this is fine. Because this still had a lot of, like, hints at what's going on. We saw new enemy types, which is big for me. We saw entire new, like, zones of the map, which looks cool. Yeah. I you think, like, what? Sorry, go ahead. I just think that the new traversal map methods will be a really good way to enhance like old sections of the map. So I'm like definitely a little more excited than I was, but I was already kind of peaked out. Like it's already my most anticipated game of the year. Like I'm kind of topped out. I don't really need a lot more. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice. It's nice to see different aspects of the game that we hadn't seen before. Um, I agree with you. I think my excitement level is pretty much the same as it was. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a little bit lessened by the $70 price tag, which is really annoying. I really don't want to pay $70 for a Switch game. And this is speaking as someone who spent $60 on a Switch game and then $30 on the Expansion Pass DLC just like two weeks ago. So don't come for me. I know I'm a hypocrite, okay? I just, I don't like this trend. I think it would make sense if this was Switch 2, but... Yeah, it if it was like next gen, gen, like yeah. all the other 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 consoles right now that are charging seventy dollars for games, yeah, maybe it would make sense. But it's still on the Switch. There's nothing demonstrably different about the console or what Breath of the Wild two will do technically. So I don't know. It just doesn't feel good to me, and I cannot even imagine how much the collector's edition is going to cost. One hundred and thirty dollars has been confirmed. Oh. Which doesn't make sense because it comes with a pin set, seemingly four pins, a steel book, and an art book. That's, that's absurd. It. That's almost I, double the price of the game. Yeah, that's insane. Well, I guess they know people will buy it. I guess, but I don't like it. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Gonna go mortgage my house. Just kidding, you I don't, don't have, have a house. house. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the direct, though, Kelly. I thought... Okay, I know I keep saying it. I, I expected nothing because, like, you know, it just seemed like the Switch is on its wind-down period. Even if Switch 2 doesn't come out in March of 24, like I'm saying, this is clearly a wind-down year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even if the Switch doesn't come out till 2023, five which i hate to say this is like there's nothing coming out this year besides pikmin and like breath of the wild from nintendo sorry tears of the kingdom from nintendo and like they're fluffing the year out with like oh advance wars which we delayed oh metroid prime remaster oh game boy games coming out oh dlc for fire emblem and xenoblade and that's great and splatoon that's great but that's so it's so fluffy like it is remasters and dlc almost exclusively coming out this year And that's good. That's fun. I love playing games. You know, games are fun whether they're new or remastered, whether they're DLC or new games. But 
they don't have anything big. Mario's face was hardly on that the direct. Um, there was nothing like crazy revelatory about that direct, and I don't think that's a problem. I think sometimes a direct basically to just let us know of these kinds of games. Like there were some games we had to be told about in this direct. You know, like that Metroid Prime hit remaster. It would have been weird to like drop that on Twitter. It would have been really weird. Yeah. Advance Wars, after everything we've been through, would have been weird to drop that on Twitter. Pikmin 4, it'd been weird to drop that trailer on Twitter. Fire Emblem DLC, well, never mind, that would have made sense. Everything else, though, like, it made sense for it to be a direct, even if it was maybe an underwhelming one in a lot of senses. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disappointed. It wasn't, I'm glad I didn't, like, have a giant viewing party or something. Like, that would yeah. have been disappointing. But yeah. w- watching it on Zoom with you and, like, making fun of the silly things... I loved it. I had a great time, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So me too. I thought it was it was worth some some goofs and some gags. Some gags, and also I am now going to be real annoying about my Switch predictions because the way that I was like lining up my prediction line, I was like, "Wow, this direct needs to be a very if it's all DLC and remasters." And the only thing we see like big new games is Pikmin and Zelda, and they're both out in the first chunk of the year then there's clearly a switch too and then that's exactly what nintendo did and obviously i'm not like a wizard i don't actually know if that's true but i really wish i said it on the podcast last week <laughs> that's <laughs> Just all have i'm to saying take your word for it i mean well, I, I, told know that, you. I know that you said it and i also said it i said it also yeah for the record i just said it louder because i was angry well i guess we'll find out find out what what happens was there a microphone at our dinner that was recording no i mean i guess we'll find out what happens with the switch too oh my other prediction is that they're going to release the september direct and people are going to hate it because there's just nothing in it maybe like a kirby remaster again and just like fluff and then in october they're going to be like join us tomorrow where we reveal the switch too. And then they'll reveal it just like they did. And then they'll do a big January event and then they'll release it in March. This is going to be a very annoying year now because of, I have that prediction in my head and that's a whole year where I have to wait to find out if I'm right. And I'm going to make it on the show every week. Uh, And I'll be sure to listen every single week as I am forced to do. (laughs) Forced? To hear Andrew repeat every week that he believes the Switch 2 is coming out next winter. Gunpoint wouldn't work very well, considering we're like not in the same room. It's like a metaphysical gunpoint. What? Okay. Uh, Kelly, do you want to talk about the games we played this week? Sure. I played a couple. Hey, me too. Well, I only played one. Well, I actually played a couple, but I've talked about all the other ones before. I've talked about- I mean, I've talked about all of them, so- I've talked about both the ones I played. I just want to add a little bit. I have very little to say. What I will say is that I finished Hi-Fi Rush, which I gave very positive impressions of last week. And I would like to just let the audience know my impressions got way better in the last chunk of the game. So if you were on the fence because you're like, "Mm, Andrew sounds excited, but I don't know if he's excited enough. Well, now I'm more excited. So now you should be interested. Uh, But. I loved the back half of the game. It was super cool. Once you get like a truly into the flow of the rhythm combat, it is an incredibly satisfying journey. The story became charming as I grew to love the characters. There's really good performances by like Robbie Damon and a lot of other people. I highly recommend it. It was a very good time. So that's all I have to add to that. Nice. And then I played Fire Emblem again for the first time because I've been off that game more than I should have. And I got back into it. I did a bunch of skirmishes, which are just like little side battles, because I thought it was trying to gear me up for a really hard story chapter. And then I went to the story chapter, and I was like 10 levels over what I was supposed to be. <laughs> and I just walked through all the enemies for three chapters straight. Um, but I finally got to a part of the story that's like, the story's getting good. But I'm scared, because Kelly told me that it gets bad after that. <laughs> I I can only say so much without spoiling it for Andrew because I too have been playing Fire Emblem and I'm further in the story than he is. Where are you? I'm in like chapter 17 I think. Okay. I might catch up to you because I'm um, 18. 
I might catch up to. We're probably going to finish right around the same time. Yeah. Because I don't have any other games to play at the moment unless I get Metroid Prime, but I'll probably wait. But um, I mean, news for the audience. Kelly knows this uh, and this is kind of old news, but now it's like super official and paperwork signed. So I don't feel weird saying it on a recording. Uh, I've acquired a new a new job. And it's very exciting for me. It's going to be a big life change. Might affect the podcast very slightly, but we'll find out once we get there. But I'm going to have a few days off between my current job and the new job. Um, And I fully intend to do almost nothing but play Fire Emblem in that time. So I'll be finally getting ahead because I hate how long this game's taking me to finish. Yeah, I, I... It's also taking me a long time. I kind of was in a similar situation where I was, like, trying to get all the skirmishes cleared. Um, and it was, like, really hard. And I was like, this is difficult. Like, do they really expect you to go through these skirmishes? I'm wasting so many resources. And then I was like, let me just play, like, a main cha- main story chapter. Played it, and it was so easy. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to start skipping the skirmishes. And then at some point, the skirmishes become moot because you start getting paralogs. And the paralogs are a much better opportunity to get experience, in my opinion. I think the trainings are really good. And the trainings are different from, like, regular skirmishes because yeah. the trainings are you get more money. And don't you get, uh, like, experience for everybody at the end? Yeah. So, so I even think if those somebody are more, does a bad job. Yeah. So I think those are more worth it than, like, the standard skirmishes. Um, but yeah, the 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 story itself it it goes through waves. I do think the game right now, from my opinion, it does peak at the Brodia arc. Um, mm. I think things that follow afterwards are just not that well written. Uh, they're kind of like cliche. Um, and I find the villains in the game to be very very unengaging. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> Got him. I just. <laughs> I just I I don't love the thing where like you defeat a villain and they're like oh get you next time and then you see them four more times and every single time you defeat them they say the same thing or and you just like, want to stab them yeah and you're like okay like okay you could just be like I lost and now I'm dead <laughs> but instead you're like I'll get you next time you heard it here first. Kelly's a very violent person and wants to kill those enemies. That's definitely true. Um, I'm excited yeah. to finish, but... The, and okay. and Go ahead. My thing is I really love the emblems. I think, yeah, it's like fan service but I enjoy the way they play. I enjoy the interactions that they have with the units. I enjoy the mechanic. I think it's kind of fun. But everything else about the game right now just feels like it's bogging it down. And I'm just, I'm tired and I just want to like chug through it and finish. And I want, I want to be done. And I don't, I'm not saying it in like, oh my God, I hate this game. I just like, I don't know what I'm going to do because now we've got this new wave of DLC and it's like, I kind of don't. I don't really want to replay this game. I mean, maybe I do, but I kind of don't. So it's like, I'll play with this DLC now, and then I have to go and restart a new game when the next wave comes out. And then it's like, I, I, it just doesn't have a ton of replayability to me. And I guess that's something that I don't love. Yeah. Um, I Part of me has fully resigned to viewing this game as a one and done which is something's a little unusual for like Fire Emblem games of the recent past. Um, even like, because, you know, Fates, you had to play three times to get the full story. Three yeah. Houses, arguably, you had to. Um, I didn't finish all three, but I played a lot of it. And then even like Echoes, um, which is the remake of the second game that came out on 3DS, that game's really good. And I only played it once, but it was designed to be like two separate stories that were parallel so it still felt like multiple playthroughs so it just feels weird to play a fire emblem where i'm like this is just a single story that i'm gonna play once and be done yeah i agree but having resigned to that fact and truly just like settled into what i'm playing i just adore the emblem mechanic and adore everything about the way that the gameplay gameplay and like levels have been designed and now i really like characters and it's because not because they're well written or even like well designed but because I just like 
really like playing as them. Um, so I'm really in it. It's just kind of a weird feeling. Uh, yeah. How many hours do you have? You're on chapter 18, you said? Yeah, I think I have like 28 hours. Okay. Because I'm on chapter 11 and I have 20. And I was like, holy crap, I'm playing this game slow. But I also finished the last three chapters like boom, boom, boom. Because I'm so over leveled that I feel like I'm going to kind of like... I mean, I guess you can tell me. I feel like I'm going to be like ahead of the curve until the end of the game at my current level. I'm like 10 full levels above everything. Yeah. I mean, you'll definitely be ahead for a while. And I think if you just keep playing the way that you're playing and also playing the paralogs once those start to open up for you, I think you'll definitely be well ahead of where you need to be. I do think it kind of meets in the middle, kind of around where I am. Because I found the last chapter to be a little bit more challenging. That's good. I want but, a little more challenge. But we'll see. The skirmishes always... are super difficult. So it's not like it's like no challenge. Yeah. Yeah. True. <sighs> anyway, Kelly, it was a big week. Lots of news. That direct was interesting at the very least, even if it wasn't the most thrilling. Um, um Now I want to go play Metroid Prime. Go do it. I don't I like shadow stop. drops because I'm like, uh, that. Well, okay, I love shadow drops. Sorry, forgive me. I love a good shadow drop, but I really want the physical version. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to have to wait two weeks to play it, but I get, I'll just wait two weeks. Sorry, I'm talking. I'm just like having a mental breakdown on the podcast trying to decide if I buy this game or not. That's okay. Sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to. You don't have to repeat yourself. I'm leaving the hiccup in. Go through <laughs> the forest to get to the castle. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Talking <laughs> Games this week. We'll be back next week with some uh, news. There's no, I'm not playing anything big and new this week, and Kelly isn't either. So we'll just be watching the Super Bowl. Right, Kelly? Super Bowl! Will Soup. you be watching the Super Bowl? I will. I will be watch. I'll be eating some buffalo chicken dip and watching the Super Bowl. I will very much be playing Fire Emblem in that time. Well, enjoy. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and I hope you have some good buffalo chicken dip. And I hope you do too, audience. Thanks for listening. Bye. Super Bowl!